go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tribe 44 podcast presented to you by United Citizens Bank of Southern Kentucky. It's a bank to come home to because it's locally owned and operated. UCB provides the best in customer first care in Adair County. United Citizens Bank, we do it all right here. For the show's intents and purposes, I am your host, Will Rich, and I am joined yet again tonight by our fearless leader, Mr. Clay Shepard Turner. Clay, how are you? Clay Shepard Turner, nice. Uh, I'm doing good. How are you, Will? I'm doing well. Are you hyphenating? Uh, no, I am uh, not hyphenating. I am keeping my middle name. Michaela is actually going to be Michaela Lynn Turner. So, oh, so she's dropping Shepard, keeping the middle name. She's keeping the middle name. Oh, that's Samantha dropped Joe because Samantha does not like to be called Sammy Joe. Oh, now Sammy Joe. Yeah, she hates that. So if you see Sam out, call her Sammy Joe. Yeah. Everyone might, say hello, Miss Sammy Joe. She, oh, she might actually <laughs> physically harm you if that was the case. If that actually happened, she might actually cause extreme physical pain to anybody that does that. And if you don't believe Samantha has that in her and you're thinking, why is Will saying this? She's so sweet and little. No, she's not. That's she, a lie. She is not. I love her, though, but she I'm scared of her. I'm actually now dreading this podcast coming out because she's going to hurt me so bad. But, Clay, we have very little to talk about today, but we are going to talk about, since I've already gone into it, let's talk about your wedding a little bit. It's coming up soon. You getting nervous? Oh, yeah. It's a... Uh... As of today, let's see, it is it is like 19 days. Yeah, so by the time this comes out, it'll be like 12 days, Clay. Honestly, it's one of the things I am just ready for it. feel like I've been engaged for half my life, and it's only been over a year. But, but yeah, I'm ready for it. Uh, I like my work, but I'm be honest, I'm really ready to be off work for like 10 days. That'll be super nice. That would be nice. But, yeah, the honeymoon, everything. Yeah, I'm just I'm ready for it to be here. Start Are you nervous about anything? To be honest with you, not really. I yeah. say that now, and I will be then. But I'm one of them people like. That's how I was. She'll be way more nervous than I will. I, I think know. that day I was about to throw up, but I think other than like until it actually hit me, we were very chill the day that I got married. We we didn't do much. We just kind of lounged around and played home run derby on PlayStation all day. We did. We played a ton of home run derby that day. Now, Seth, I was a nervous wreck when Seth got married because I had to go run and get Derek's clothes fixed. You remember Derek's pants at Seth's wedding? You mean Derek's shorts? Yeah, they were like capris. Derek had yeah, they sent were. in his measurements, and then when he gets his pants to put on, they're like at his calf. So you I know, had to call Derek the is- people. And, uh, no, those those pants were were some of the shortest things. I think that was incredible. And then I had to give him my socks because my socks were the same color as the pants, and so I had to wear his short black socks, and he wore my tall brown socks to hide his pants. It was just it was a stressful time. You know, something about we've already started to. Uh, Michaela started to move some boxes and stuff at the house and everything, so we're starting that and. I'm looking forward to everything, but also I know, you know, a lot of change is coming. 
Let's get into this first segment. It's brought to you by Downey Eye Clinic. Downey's has been the leader of optometry services in Adair County since 1981, and they are committed to providing the best personalized eye care possible for the people of Columbia. And, Clay, with Michaela moving all of her stuff in, soon you'll be looking to buy or sell real estate, and you need to call Luke Piles with Next Home Realty Experts. He is the man to call for all things real estate in Southern Kentucky, residential, commercial, investment properties. He does it all. So give him a call or a text today at 270 270- 378-0405 or message him on any social media platform. Clay, let's talk about your bachelor party a little bit because we did the episode while we were at your bachelor party, but we didn't really, we've never really discussed all the things that, that went down. It was a very eventful weekend for me, at least we got to take you to the Ponderosa. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, who doesn't want to go to the Ponderosa on their bachelor trip? I mean, it was good. It, you know, it was better than I expected. It was, I thought it was, I mean, it was like frozen food, but it was good. And it was right. one of the earliest lunches we probably ever had, you know. Yeah, but it and was then, well worth it. Oh, 100%. And then we got, we got to see Thor right after that. Yeah. And the night before we went to the Reds game, which by the way, Clay, I rarely actually talk about sports on this show. I don't know if you've noticed, but I rarely ever talk about sports. And let me go into something real quick. I'm going to go on a tangent and I didn't know I was going to go here tonight, but here I am. The Reds might be the worst organization in sports. Yep, been a big Reds. I've been a Reds fan most of my life. And I think that it's actually, you know, in my opinion, I think it is sound pollution that they are played over the radio waves in our county. (laughs) My poor grandfather has to live out, you know, he's 97, and he has to live out the rest of his life being a Reds fan. And I actually feel sorry for him because – Clay, why is it good enough for them to just make the playoffs once every every 10 years? That's just frustrating. But Go I ahead. also can say this, though. I can make the exact opposite argument. I can almost say, Will, being a Reds fan is perfect. And I'll yeah. tell you why. When you have no expectations, the littlest things make you happy. But when you have big expectations, so for example, like I said, we don't talk about sports on here a lot, but the New York Yankees right now are like 25 games over 500. But yet their fan fan base is chanting to fire the manager, the owner to leave, because well they're on they've been doing bad lately, but the expectations are crazy. Where if you don't win a World Series, it's like it's a failure. But at your bachelor party, we did go to the Reds game, and I got to be a heel because I wore my Tampa Bay Rays stuff. Uh, shout out Jason Adam, who has become one of the best relievers in Major League Baseball. And the Reds won on something that you. Will not see every day, and honestly, very few Probably. times you'll see ever watching baseball. Yeah, I don't know that I'll ever see that again in person. The a Reds won on a walk-off balk. Yeah, so that'll some be something that you always remember. And the people that were yelling at me leaving yeah. that stadium, yeah. the vitriol that I felt as I was walking away. Now, it was my fault. I did stand up and pull on my shirt and scream really like we were really too close to the field for me to act the way that I did with my Jason Adam t-shirt on. But yeah, so then there was like a middle school child that was screaming at me and was not happy. Like the parents were laughing about it, but the middle school child was screaming in anger and wanted me to disappear. You know, I coach a middle school upward girls volleyball team and middle school kids can be very passionate. And uh, when they want something, they want it now. And they wanted you gone immediately. 
they wanted me gone and they wanted me physically harmed. But you know what? <laughs> Our guests tonight could help me out if they physically harmed me. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him for tonight? Today, we're going to be joined by our first golfer that we've had. He is a man that is in the same class as I am. He's in a class of 2012 graduate. He made state with golf three times, two as an individual player in his junior year. The team made it. We have Mr. Van Giles. Van, how you doing, man? Pretty good, Clay. Like I said, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's a pleasure to do it. Van, you know, I was, we were talking before, and I'm going to jump right into the high school golf experience, but how did you get started with golf? Yeah, so that's a pretty good question. Honestly, I remember, so in the seventh, when I was in the seventh grade, um, probably actually got get started by Charles Breeding. Uh, Charles actually started playing a little bit of golf, and then he kind of got my brother involved as well, and I kind of I saw them, and was kind of like, well, I'll, get, I'll join in on the fun a little bit. Um, my grandfather had always played a little bit. So I think I'd been around it a little bit at that time. And then I think my the summer between my sixth and seventh grade year played a little bit. And then what I guess would have been my, my eighth grade year of school was the first time I actually played on uh, the school team, which I guess there's technically not a difference between middle school and high school. It's all just one team together. So that was kind of what introduced me to the game. I can always remember back Chris Lewis was kind of the really the only person that had kind of taken golf seriously when I was younger at that time. So it was kind of uh, kind of a new rush of people into the game for the most part. But in reality, is there anything that Chris Lewis doesn't take seriously? I, I, anything that I've been involved with Lewis, there is nothing that I've seen that he doesn't take seriously to this day. If you go out and play around the golf with him, it's, it's, it's very serious and he's always out to beat you and kind of step on your neck type of thing. Van, you know, you said started playing really eighth grade was when you kind of really started your freshman year. Tell us about your freshman year. Yeah. So I, you know, joined the team in eighth grade, you know, just kind of, I was on the team. I'll, I'll say that, um, uh, I think, you know, we probably had 10 to 12 kids maybe my eighth grade year and just kind of played on more of the JV level team and made a pretty significant jump between the eighth grade and freshman year. That's where I kind of – my game really started to improve. I can remember my first high school tournament. I was like our five-man. So the way kind of golf works is you kind of had your top five and at the, all the high school tournaments. You, you had five players, and you took your top four scores every every tournament. And our first tournament was over at Lakewood Country Club over in Russell Springs and come out and shot an under-round par of golf, uh, round of golf. And that was a pretty breakout onto the season for me that year. And I had a pretty good year. Got to play. You know, it's kind of cool getting to play. My my, oh, my brother Chaz was kind of the better, best one of the best players on the teams along with uh, Matt Poff and Charles Breeding, and then I think Jordan Shelton uh, was another member of that team. And that was probably my kind of coming out year, I guess I would say. And then, of course, that sophomore year, you make state with a score of a 75. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, over at Maywood Country Club over in Bardstown. That's right. Unfortunately, I didn't get to, get, didn't get to play in the region tournament or our Heartland Conference tournament my freshman year because I had a four-wheeler accident the day before the conference tournament and broke my wrist oh, uh, so it was 
so didn't get to didn't get to do any of that my freshman year uh but yeah so it was kind of a a whirlwind round there at bargetown and i think it was it, it was a lot of fun a lot of fun anyway so van basically then in high school you never didn't make state technically considering you didn't play your freshman year because yeah yeah that, that that's right that that is correct because I guess in eighth grade I wasn't technically on the varsity team at that time so all my members of the varsity team got made it to made it to state all all three of those years. So you had this big plan, Van. You're a smart guy, so you knew like freshman year. I don't know if I'm gonna make it, so I'm gonna break my wrist and make my percentage a hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was exactly the plan right there. That was exactly the plan. I can remember, uh, I, I'll never forget being how upset I was because I literally, the day before our conference tournaments, when I had that accident and broke my wrist, and that was that was kind of a heartbreaker for me. I remember my brother was real, real upset with me for uh, breaking my wrist before, before conference tournament that, that year. And then, Van, your junior year, not only you make it, as you shot a 73, but yep. your team – it's region runner up region four runner up yeah so that we you know we were fortunate that year um we actually region my junior year was actually here in in adair county out out at the pines so that kind of put us on a little bit of a an advantage coming out of the gate always in the fourth region west jessman we were in the same region as west jessman who was a not only a region powerhouse but really a consistently a top four team in the state probably for the most part they produced i think my out of the class that was around me they had probably had three division one golfers i think at that time so we always knew going into that year that we were if, if we were going to make state it was going to be we, we were basically playing for second because in golf the top two teams in the region both went to the state tournament uh, not like some of the other sports and fortunate enough to have it at the Pines. Uh, we knew, I think, Boyle County, Danville always were had, had pretty good golf teams at that time. That was our big competition. We, 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 threw, we thought we could handle our conference for the most part, but those were the two teams that we really needed to get by. And, you know, we've all played a pretty, pretty good solid round of golf. I can, I can remember to this day, I think I shot the 73. Kobe Robertson shot a 74, I See, think. Yeah, Van, Alex I got Durham. those numbers, too. I got I've got these numbers in front of me, so let's see how accurate you are. And Kobe shot a seventy four. I think Correct. Alex shot Alex shot a maybe a seventy five. A seventy six. Alex shot. Okay, and then Riley shot seventy seven, seventy five, something around in there, maybe seventy six. So yep, you're right on it. Okay, and we shot I think a two ninety nine or two ninety eight. I forgot what that number adds up to total, and then I. I think West Jessman just when they they kind of went nuts and shot. I think actually as a team they probably shot under par as a team and shot maybe like low two eighties or high two eighties or something like that. Yeah, I think they won um, about eleven. I think. Yeah, maybe they shot two eighty eight. We shot two ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. I can remember uh, on the last. I, I think we actually started uh, as a team. We started on ten and we finished on nine out at the Pines, and I had about a maybe a 15 foot putt for par on the last hole and ended up making it, which was, I probably got my biggest ovation of my, my career there. And I can remember going over to the team and they're like, yeah, putt was to break 300 as a team. And 
I knew we felt if, if a round of 300 for a high school team is a pretty, a pretty solid round, no matter really where you play. And I knew we had a pretty good shot at that point. Man, is there a bigger home field advantage than in golf? That's a good question. Probably not. Just to be honest, I, you know, when you when you play as much as many rounds of golf as we did growing up out there at the Pines, you know every every break and every green and every place not to hit it. And I I, I will one hundred percent agree with that statement. And if anybody else tells you any different, I, I would find that hard to believe. And then Van, of course, your senior year, you also make state. But I want to ask you, which you played with your brother your freshman year, so that may be the answer, but. Who was your favorite person that you played with? Oh, definitely not my brother. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not my brother. Uh, I, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good question. Uh, you know, Kobe Robertson brought was the life of the team. Anytime that he was on the team, I mean, heck, I think when 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 we uh, went to state junior year, he went and jumped in the pond after after we after we qualified for state, if I remember right. But to this day, you know, me and me and Durham, we, we've we've remained pretty close. Uh, we were pretty good. We were, and we and him, it was nice because we both kind of pushed each other, uh, especially those last couple of years. You know, kind of vying for those top spots on the team. And uh, you know, we we Alex went on to play golf at Lindsay, and I ended up just going to school. But you know, we still like to play. And you know, me and him, I know there's we got to talking about Lewis earlier. There's been a, a lot of times where me and Alex go out and play my brother and Lewis until a couple of years ago so me and Alex have been pretty tight all throughout those years but I you know I'll I'll say those teams were really tight we had a couple of really tight-knit group you know like my sophomore year me and Charles Breeding were very close friends and ended up going in the rooming together in college at UK for a few years so uh, you know I had a lot of a lot of really good friends on those teams. Who was the coach at the time when you were in school? Yeah, so I had a couple. Um, my eighth grade year and freshman year, I had Robbie Shelton with, with our coach then. And then sophomore through senior year, I had uh, Steve Burton with our coach um, at that time. Van, you talked about roommates, and I got a question for you. I don't think you was expecting this one. And I want to see if you're going to answer it, most important. You, right. had a lot, you had a lot of roommates in college that was from Adair County. Yep. Who's the worst one? Who? Uh, that that one largely depends on how you classify worse. Um, you know, oh, a, who is I, the hardest one to live with? Ooh, let's see. You know, like I don't know that any of them were hard to live with. I know there's there's some that could stand out on their cleanliness habits. And, uh, <laughs> one one of you one of you, one of y'all's good friends, Marshall Shelley, may stand out on the top of that one. <laughs> well, um, you know. It's funny you said, Marshall, because I asked him, I told him we were interviewing you, and he told me to say that y'all shut his breaker off one time, and he was convinced that they shut his electric off in his room. Do you remember that? We did do that. We, me, <laughs> me and Kyle Burton and Elliot, we, we, we did do that. He was tore to pieces. <laughs> That's what he said. Tore he said he was tore up. Yeah, I can remember that. I, we kept we kept asking him, "Mars, did you did you pay the electric? Did you pay the electric?" And um, and he was he was tore up. But I'm telling you, the best part about Marshall was when when John and Marla and JM would come up to to visit, and they'd go up and check on him. And hearing Marla and John get on him about his room was uh, that may have been the highlight of my college career. <laughs> listening to them fuss about him, uh, you know. 
I'm going to let Will talk about this, but Will says there's a story about him that he thinks that you will remember big time. Okay. Do you remember a story about Will specifically? About Will specifically? I I have one in mind about taking a bat. About about taking a bat to the back, and then I, I think it's in it, and then having one of the more profuse nosebleeds in my career. Yes. Yeah, I think there's a Little League baseball game over at Russell County, if I remember correctly to this day. I don't remember where it was, but for years the story that I was that I swung the bat inside the dugout, and I did not swing the bat, Van. It was not a full swing. <laughs> I had been struggling. I needed to get my timing down, and I just happened to hit you <laughs> with the bat at some point, and I am sorry. Apology accepted. Apology Man, accepted. that knows dead for a long time. I'm going to tell you something. It did. Van Giles was not, was not only a great golfer, he may have the state record for nosebleeds in his high school career. You know, it, 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 that, that that could be right. I, I actually think it's funny. I was I was taking care of a young kid patient the other day that was having bad nosebleeds, and I got to really really connect with my patient on that one, based on how many I had growing up. Yeah, and Van, me, Seth, and Will got really close. To Little League All Stars. Van was also on that. Little League All Star team that twelve year old year. Yep, yep. If I, I, I think if I remember, you know, if my memory serves me correctly, that tournament where that happened, the nosebleed happened. We ended up, I think we put that was the time we played the little Valley Sports team over at Russell County. There was a couple of years or whatever after they had. It wasn't their like A team, if I remember correctly, but we did we did get a W over there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was a fun summer, and I, if I remember correctly. Was you the one van that got stuck in the fence? Head stuck under the fence. <laughs> yeah. First first game of district over at uh, over at Springfield Washington. or yeah, Washington, Washington County. County. Yeah. Tried tried to dive and catch a ball in the outfield. And when I come down, my head just just wedged under the yeah. fence. Thank you. I was in thank the you, Thanks. Yeah, I think Will and Jared didn't come over there and lift the lift the fence up for me yeah. so I could get out for that one. I was in left, and I thought you caught it, and then I saw the ball roll, and I thought you'd get up and get it, and I saw you couldn't. So we picked up the ball, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then we got the fence taken care of. No big deal. Yep. I think, I think, I think that's what – I know Seth, that stands out to him. Seth always talks about that every time he sees me. Van actually no-hit my 12-year-old Little League team. You remember that van? I'm sure you do. Oh man, like let's see. I may I, I remember I, I tell you what stands out to me the most. It, I mean I, that may have been correct. I, if that right that's right, you were on a giant team, is that right? Yeah, we uh we wasn't the most successful team. That's probably yeah. the, the most if best I, way to say it. If, if it was gonna be a no hitter, I think that was the night to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't the most successful, but that's okay. If you could play so to an O for, I'd say it was a no hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just walking to first base and get my no hitter and go home the next day. I <laughs> always uh, remember when I think about little league. I think about uh, Clay had a good a role in a perfect game when me and him were on the same year one, same team one year, and uh, Clay. Had, I think it was a perfect game and going into the sixth, and I got a beautiful ground ball right to me at either short or second. 
and let a ball roll right between my legs for for Clay to have a perfect game. I don't know if he remembers that. I think Lucas Coffee was the one who hit the ground ball. I, I say <laughs> it every time, and I've told Van this multiple times before. That was a base hit. Lucas killed it. That wasn't in there. It was yeah. not in there. Well, I appreciate you making me feel better about it to this day, Clay. Well, man, I want to also bring up a memory that I don't know if you knew this, which G. Young just bought a house. Congratulations to G. Young. Nice. But G. rented in my basement on the weekends. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. G. actually rented for me. And uh, there's a good high school story of me and G. were in the same PE class, and it was badminton time. Regular, you know, we'd play. G always won't beat me. And then tournament time, me and G's going to the finals. And, you know, the rumor is, Van, that you told G you like, you know, I haven't seen either of you guys play, but I'll bet 15 bucks on Clay on it. And what okay. happens was not only do I beat G, I demolish G. Not even close. I think I remember something about this. I do. <laughs> and, I do. And it still upsets G to this day, the fact that I beat him in the badminton championship game. Yeah. Clay, Clay, just to be honest, there wasn't many sports that I wouldn't have taken yet for the most part, even though I guess you would maybe consider yourself out of your prime days into the high school years. <laughs> yeah, I was, but, uh, you know, but I could play some badminton in high school. I was mediocre at most stuff, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I got a kick. You know, it's it's, it's pretty cool. I, I was working some nights up at UK not too long ago and actually run into G for a few nights, which was Kind of neat, honestly. He hasn't wanted to play golf with you or anything yet, has he? I don't. Th- I I have played a few holes, several, a few years. I think right when G had gotten into the game, I think me and Alex had played a played a few holes with him a couple of times. But over the last, oh, I'll be honest, over the last couple of years, my my number of golf rounds is you could probably count them on two hands for the most part. So uh, I don't get to play a whole lot anymore. But I did get to play a few. I you know. Honestly, I've heard some pretty good things about G's golf game. I, I'll take up for him a little, a little bit anyway. Oh yeah, you know, I, from what I hear, golf. those things are lies. <laughs> but They're Seth lies. is my only source, so I really don't know. I, like I said, I can't, I can't speak from firsthand experience, but I, I have heard G's golf game has made some leaps and strides, from what I've been told. Van, was there ever any interest for you to play golf at the collegiate level? Yeah, yeah, there there was. I'll tell you. So, as a sophomore, and you know, I had I had like I said, you know, you guys were talking a little bit, but I had some. Re- I had a really good sophomore year, really good junior year, and had some interest. You know, more so. You know, at that at that time, early in those years, had some more higher level interest. But then, golf, unfortunately, a lot of times doesn't boil down to your high school career so much as it does a lot of your more individual tournaments that you play in uh, over the summer that are really not school associated, unfortunately, just how the golf stuff works. Um, and I, tra- I traveled, my, I can remember my mom and I, uh, summers between like sophomore, junior and junior and senior years, we played in a lot of golf tournaments all over the state and down into Tennessee and down into Alabama. Didn't perform quite at the level that I would have liked to in some of those bigger tournaments. Uh, but did think about I was really thought hard about playing at Transy up here at UK or up here in Lexington. Um, they were, at that time they had just won the I think D three national championship uh, some sometime around there and 
uh, I think Brian Lane actually coached, who coached the basketball team, actually coached the golf team there, and I talked to him a little bit, and I thought kind of, that was that was probably my top spot that I was thinking about playing, and then really probably right at the end of golf season, my senior year, which ended, I think, state tournament ends around October. Um, I knew at that time that I kind of just was like, you know, I just, just want to go to school and enjoy it and kind of just set, set golf aside for a while at that point. But looked at, you know, all the, I looked at a lot of the NAI schools and Campbellsville, Lindsay, Georgetown, and looked at Center and Transy and a couple other school, smaller schools in like Indiana, but never, nothing ever really got too serious, but did, wouldn't say I didn't think about it. Tell us a little bit what you're into these days. I know you went to University of Kentucky. Tell everybody that might not have kept up with you what you're into now. Yeah, so went to did undergrad at UK and decided when I when I was in undergrad there, kind of wanted to go wanted to go to medical school at that at that time, and ended up doing that and going to med school at the University of Louisville. And have decided that I definitely want to come back to Columbia and practice, kind of like my dad. So now I've done completed med school at U of L and uh, am doing my residency currently at UK and about approaching halfway through that of a three year residency up here and you know come let's see I think I was talking about talking about this last weekend but come June 2024 we'll move back to Columbia and go into practice with Dad so that's kind of that's kind of my plans for the next couple of years anyway. That's awesome. Van, I apologize when I introduced you. I just said Van Giles. I should have said Dr. Van Giles, but, you know. Oh, I I tell people that I don't don't need to be called doctor. That's for sure. It's actually not to any good friends. That's for for dang sure. Clay, you really should have called him doctor. That's much more respectful. It is. And and mature of us to call him Dr. Van Giles. Now, when you come back here, are you going to be Dr. Giles? To confuse people, I get, I get, yeah, I get. I guess people will just have to get. There may be a doctor, a Dr. Giles. Uh, I don't know the new and the old. I guess I get that's, but it will be Dr. Giles. That's for sure. So tell me something. When I yawn, my jaw locks up, <laughs> and I have to force it closed. Is that a problem? It sounds like you may have like TMJ. See, Clay, Doctor Giles already get. He diagnosed yeah. me. I had TMJ, and it's not very fun, let me tell you. Telehealth. This has been a telehealth yeah. session. So, it sounds like you may need a dentist versus a doctor. <laughs> well, now, that's something that I have needed for a long time. <laughs> I've got some Burton Ridge teeth, I like to say. Yeah. Uh, I, go ahead, Clay. Have you ever had any hole-in-ones? I have not had any hole in ones. I think it's funny that you say that. Of course, my my brother and me, there's there's definitely no lack of co- competition between the two of us to this day. And uh, uh, he said he uh, had to rightly send me a text message. I think Wednesday of this past week that that he had gotten his second hole in one. So he he's got two. I've got zero at this standpoint in time. I've been close numerous times. Um, I have, I have lipped a couple out, but, but have never had a hole in one to this, this day. I've seen, I think I've seen two in person. Um, but to this day, it's, it still eluded me. Now, Van, Man, you I got, and I are 
decently closely related. Your grandmother and my grandfather are brother and sister. We're brother and sister. You're a good golfer. Uh, your brother's a good golfer. I have never played golf, and I've been getting into a lot of altercations with people in my family over physical uh, athletic things that I can or can't do. So I'm going to ask you, out of 10 10 foot putts, how many could I hit? I've never played a round of golf. I might give you a shot at one. Give me a shot at one. Because, see, you're much less – see, the people that know me or that are, like, that know me generally, Clay, they always think less of me than what I feel like they should. I can say zero, man. I don't think you should say zero. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I think, you know, I, a lot, to a lot of people, golf appears to be a little bit easier of a game than, than some people think. Van, you're 100% uh, right. I would hit zero. There's no shot I'd hit one. No shot. I, like I said, I, I, I give you a shot at one. I'll give you a shot at one. <laughs> you're, being, you're being very kind because I have zero chance at hitting one. Now, Kaylin Cameron said I could hit 11 out of 23s. A 10-footers. But these are 10-foot putts. I just don't think I could hit one. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I, I'll give you one. To be to be a, to be the nice guy that I am, I'll give you the I'll give you the one putt out of ten. You know, I think that's overly kind. I think I think if it could be negative, I think I'd go negative. One thing about Van growing up is when he played baseball, I would have bet any sort of money that Van Giles could hit a ninety mile per hour fastball because that man you could throw it eighty miles per hour in little league and he was still hitting it foul on the third baseline. Yeah, he was. To this to this day, I've never hit a ball to right field. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think you have, man. I don't. I don't know if you remember this, but when you would take BP, we would do a. The, we would always call it the Van Giles shift, and we would have the third baseman on third, second baseman would be on second base. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I can remember about little league baseball. It didn't didn't matter how hard somebody threw it. I, I, I dang sure wasn't going to be late on the ball. That was, <laughs> no, that he was, was not. One. <laughs> he was swinging early, no matter what. I remember uh, Jeff Dunbar, uh, Jeff Dunbar, and Jimmy Bailey gave me a lot of hard hard slack for that growing oh, up. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. You know, talking about you live in Lexington. You're a big food. What's your favorite restaurant in Lexington, man? Favorite restaurant in Lexington. Um. You know, I, I I'm a sucker for some just good old Mexican food, and there's a little Mexican. There's some Mexican places up here called Hacienda that's really good, um, and then there's also a place called the Local Taco that has some really good little tacos. Seth Those are so a, Seth actually has a Mexican place in Lexington he loves. Seth, what's it? What's that place called? Hacienda Ramirez. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know that I've heard that. Where's that one at, Seth? It's off for Sales Road. It's inside the circle, but okay. uh, it's really good. Yeah, Taki, call it Ramirez. That's what they that's what they said that people call it up there. Gotcha. I'll have to go give that a try. I'm always me. I mean, Carly, we're we're big foodies. We like to try all the new food, so that'll have to be something I'll put on my list. Van, you're a Louisville fan. So this is the last question I got for you. Have you been to KS Bar, or do you refuse? No, I have been. I have been one time. In all in my in my in my time in Lexington, I have been one time. I, I actually met my little brothers over there and ate. Uh, it wasn't during any ball game, so I, I don't know. 
I, I will say, Clay, since my, since my high school days and since my college days, I, I, my, my amount of college basketball and college football that I watch anymore has, has drastically taken a, a dive. Um, probably not too, as big of a hardcore fan as I used to be. Um, you're too busy saving lives. Yeah, doing my best, I guess, <laughs> is what you would say. Time, time, time is definitely not, not always there, but, uh, I, I, I still am, I still am a Louisville fan at this point. I, I will say I, I I don't root against the Cats. I never I never do root against the Cats. We actually have gone to a few games up here, but uh, we you know being a Louisville fan over the last few years has just not been the the greatest thing in the world. Uh, we've taken our taken our beating. I'm hope, hopefully we're getting on the right path, especially with the basketball team these days. But uh, I'm I'm just holding my breath for now. Van, settle a debate for me. Go for it. If I remember right, you used to be a big Little Caesars guy. Clay hates it. Hey, any any pepperoni pizza that you can get for five dollars is just as good <laughs> as as Papa John's or Pizza Hut. In my book's pretty good. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, Van. You're gonna make Marshall Shelley say some words he shouldn't say by saying that. They, they used to, him and Kyle Burton used to say I was the nastiest person in the world for going <laughs> get five dollars Little Caesars pizza. But to this day, I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's too bad. You know, Van. I just thought of something. You know, you talk about moving to Columbia in twenty twenty four, and Marsh is going to be, you know, having a physical therapy place in Columbia. Who knew you had two doctors in the same, you know? Yeah, I was going to say Columbia together, Van and Doctor Marsh. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Stephen Van Giles and Doctor Marshall John Shelley the Fourth. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I had Marshall Tech. Marsh let me know, I guess, a few months ago when he was, I guess, when they had ironed out the deal that he was going to be able to come over to Columbia. I think that's pretty cool because I know that's what he, had, growing up, that's what he had always wanted there when we were living together in college. So that, that's that's pretty awesome. Hopefully, maybe someday I'll be able to give him some business and send him some patience. Dr. Van Giles, I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us tonight. We've had a lot of fun getting to catch up with you and talk to you. It's not, we don't get to have people often that are close to our age, do we, Clay? We don't, you know, and of course I graduated with Van and we've all we've all known Van forever. So it was kind of neat Dr. to kind of yeah, Dr. Stephen Van Jolt. It was nice to reminisce kind of on the, the good old days. Well I appreciate it, boys. It's it, it's been a pleasure and catching up and I I like you said, it's not often that we get to reminisce on the good old days, but it but it's fun when we get to do it. Absolutely. Well, Van, we appreciate you again. Hope to get to talk to you again soon. All right. Take care, guys. See you, man. Clay, I really enjoyed talking to Van, getting to catch up with him, and really just listen to some of his golf stories because golf stories really aren't anything that we talk about very often. So that was very interesting for me. Oh, it was super interesting. Like I said, Van's someone we've we've known a lot of our life, and he's a great dude. He's he's going to be a big time doctor in Columbia and. He's someone, you know, if you would have told me he was going to be that in high school, I wouldn't have doubted him any, any bit because he's a hardworking man, smart guy, and I, he's someone you can really just put your trust in. Wow, that was like an ad. Maybe he'll be a sponsor when he comes back to Columbia, and yeah. we can just run that drop as an ad for his. Yep. Right there it is. For his doctor's office. Do doctor's offices run ads, or do you just go to the doctor's office because you're sick? I'm not really sure what you would say, what your go-to line would be, you know, so I don't know. And through my telehealth conference, I have a referral for a dentist. Yeah, exactly. 
fan yeah. helped you out on the air. You think that'll hold up if I just go to a dentist and say, hey, Van Giles said I needed to come. <laughs> Dr. Van Giles said I needed to come here. If you clue that doctor, it may help. But, Clay, we've, we've talked about doing this, and I mentioned on last week's episode that uh, I had started one of the documentaries that Jordan Willis had recommended on his blog there on the county line at adair-russell.com. Yeah. The things and you got to watch. I have not gotten any farther on that, and I'm going to give up on it. Not because it wasn't good, the 22 minutes that I watched before I fell asleep, but there's been some big Brave series going on, and now I've forgotten what I've watched. So I'm going to give up on it, and I'm going to watch one that you have watched. But, again, I haven't had time. Braves play like the Cardinals and the Pirates this week, so I'll have a little bit more leeway to watch something on Netflix. So what is it you've been watching? And, and probably I'm going to say next week we're going to discuss it. Maybe maybe not next week because we've got the tailgate. But after that, the, the next week, we're going to discuss this because Jordan – Willis told us to. What is the documentary you've been watching? Let me get the correct name. It's the Manti Teo documentary, but I want to get... Is it the girlfriend uh, that didn't exist? Yeah, Untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist. It's a really good documentary. I, I really enjoyed it. Okay, me and, so my, me and my fiance watched it one night. It's two parts, like an hour each. It's really, really good. Okay, so our Tribe 44 homework for not next week because we've got the tailgate, but in two weeks we will just, so you need to watch that and we will discuss it because uh, the county line told us to, and that is, a, they didn't tell us that we have to do this segment, but they, they did write it in there, the binge worthy section. And that's probably my favorite thing to, cause I don't ever know what to watch and I'm not going to get on Facebook and ask people what to watch. This segment was brought to you by Jeffrey's hardware. Jeffrey's is known to have what you need for your next project, Milwaukee power tools, Porter paint, Rental Center, they've got it all. So go see the folks at Jeffrey's Hardware, the friendly hardware store. Got Berea this week uh, for Adair County football. You know anything about Berea football? The only Berea news I know is my that my father went to college at Berea. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and mark that one down as a big W we're for gonna win. Uh, you know, the tribe. I yeah, I don't think we're just going to win. I think we're going to win big. Uh, Lane Grant's going to run for 376 yards. Uh, Carter White is going to throw 17 touchdowns. <laughs> I'm going to go with 42 to 6 at our county. And Byron Rogers is going to do a backhand spring into the end zone that is then called back for unsportsmanlike conduct. And then he's going to. Do it again. But yeah, take we all those predictions to the bank. Yep, I will. I will take it to the bank. They're not working and the bank. Trevez Taylor is going to block somebody. He's and there will be some lady backpacks. in the crowd that screams, "Hit somebody!" And yeah. those are my those are your tribe forty four predictions of the week. I think they're pretty solid, don't you, Clay? I do. I do. This has been an entertaining show. We've had a doctor on. We've talked about golf, baseball. Talked about a TV show. You know, a lot of stuff's been going on this episode. Yeah. We this talk is about, what happens when you don't plan what you're going to do before <laughs> before yeah. you do it. We talked about me getting married. You know, I'll be married in two and a half weeks. All right, Clay. Well, we've, go, we've gone through a lot of stuff, but do you have anything else to give us? I don't have anything.
All right. Well, we always want to hear from you. So if you like the show, have suggestions, or you just want to give us a shout out, we're on Twitter at Tribe 44 Podcast, Instagram under the same handle. We have Facebook, and you can find us on the county line at adair-russell.com. And if Clay doesn't have anything else, this has been the Tribe 44 Podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your preferred method of podcasting just to make sure you never miss any content, and we will talk to y'all later. Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Because I'm going to go hard and I'm going to do it for my street. Hello, Miss Sammy Joe. 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 When you get to that, you're always it's a pause and you're always like rental center. <laughs> like last week, I read it completely correctly and second guessed myself. But it's in my head. It is. It's living there rent free. Rental center.